It's Monday, June 21st. I'm Rudy. 25% of parents say online kindergarten was a waste of time. And they posted their disdain on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Reddit, Mommy Blogs, Group Chats, Zoom Meetings, The Next Door app. <sighs> Let's take a long walk to Cleveland. This is a long walk to Cleveland. My name is Rudy Povich. Thank you for subscribing to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher. And every day, just around 9.45 a.m. Central Time, we go live on Instagram, just at Rudy underscore Povich. Today, we had the mother of all Father's Days. Oh, but first, got to say what's up to some people. Uh, What's up, Mel? She says, hey, Rudy, hope you had a great weekend. It was awesome. Spent some time over in Somerset, Wisconsin. See, whenever you told somebody you were going to Somerset, Wisconsin, they usually gave you the sign of the cross and then kissed you on the cheek and said, I hope to see you on Monday. Because that place uh, was filled with nothing but debauchery and drugs and loud music. And it was the greatest times of my life. Uh, And now I go over there for Father's Day to uh, drink a couple of beers and go home responsibly. That stuff was fun, man. We had a good time over there. If my daughter ever says, I'm going to go spend a weekend in Somerset to go tubing down the Apple River and see a concert, I will I will gather a band of beavers to dam that river. I will not let her get on that thing knowing what we did when we were kids. Now, I think it must have been the summer of 1999 going in. So right after I graduated high school, me and a bunch of the guys had all gotten together, went down. I bet there was like a group of 20 of us that went to Somerset to go do some tubing and that place was just like I mean it was oh it was the city of ill repute nothing but just like it was chaos and drunks what's up Bellamy Jack good morning Reedy hi Danielle uh Mel says going down that river next Saturday yeah see what I mean dude you know you're there for a good time I get it what's up Nicole um but uh (laughs) but while we were there um there was like this huge like mud pit at one of the campgrounds that was on the river. And there must have been about, I don't know, maybe 60 people kind of just running through this mud pit. Everybody's rolling around in it and throwing mud at each other. And it was fun. It looked like a Green Day concert from Woodstock in 1996. It was a blast. And I don't know, at some point, I just remember my buddy Steve, uh, he was running through and he accidentally tripped, and as he was trying to catch himself, you know that move when your hands are like, you know, flailing about all over? He accidentally knocked a girl's top off, and that gal's boyfriend went absolutely bananas. And we're all, you know, carrying on and drinking. We're like, settle down, guy. It, listen, look at what we're doing. It was inevitable something like this was going to happen, right? And uh, we just got back in the tubes, went down, uh, you know, Enjoyed the rest of the uh, the float, and then fast forward to December 31st of 1999. We're about to kick into the new millennium, and I'm like, why do my ears hurt so bad? Ugh. Like, double earache. It was awful. And I went to the doctor that morning, and they flushed out two giant, like, mud balls. That <laughs> had been in there since, like, the third week of July. Ah, and I think that may have been, like, maybe one of the last times I ever made it to uh, the Apple River. Because I think by the time, like, especially by the time I got to 93X and X-Fest was kind of on the way out, they were sort of done doing the concerts there. At least, like, the big 
chaotic Ozfests and Tattoo the Earth. And I mean, they were still putting on shows, but nothing like what you know they were putting on before. I don't even think they use that venue anymore, which is so sad because I mean, it really was. I'm sure the city was like, "Could you get these friggin' Can we get the riffraff out of here? Like, the city needs a douche on Monday after you know <laughs> all these like long-haired tattoo kids finally go back home." Like I, ima- I can imagine that if you lived in that city when a giant concert rolled through town, that you would just pack up and go for the weekend. Like you would plan your trips around when giant concert weekends were happening in Somerset. But no, we were over there for a, a good portion of the day, and uh, it was it was awesome. And uh, we'll talk about Father's Day in just a moment. But I really wanted to get to the fact about speaking of concerts that man, we're back at it. Isn't that nice to see? So they just made the announcement that uh, Foo Fighters are going to be playing Madison Square Garden, and the show happens, and uh, last night just looked incredible. Oh, Wheel's such a good song, isn't it? Yeah. What's up, Owen? What's up, Jamie? Hi, Scooter. Crystal, how are you guys? Owen remembers those uh, those days over in Somerset, Wisconsin, going, I think Owen and I, I think we went to Tattoo the Earth together. Possibly. I can't remember if that was what we all went to, but Jesus, man, those were the days. But uh, I got to turn this down before I get kicked off of uh, Instagram. But uh, Dave Chappelle actually showed up at the Foo Fighters show last night and sang Radiohead Creep. What? Would you please welcome our lead vocals, Dave Chappelle, here to come up and sing his song. But I'm a creep. All right, so if you were to wake up from, like, a bad mushroom trip and you were to go, man, I had the craziest dream. Dave Chappelle was on stage with the Foo Fighters singing Radiohead Creep. You'd go, put him in an insane asylum. That is impossible. There's no way Dave Chappelle would ever get on stage and sing, of all songs, Radiohead Creep. That is, like, the whitest, blandest white kid song ever. Why would Dave Chappelle sing that song with the Foo Fighters? But, hey, man. We got it on the digital recording, and I don't know. I watched some of the highlights of that show last night. It was just great to see, especially with the Foo Fighters, who you know for years now. It's it's so crazy to think that you know the Foo Fighters have been a band longer than it's been since. I'm trying to like make sure I word this right because I'm gonna sound like a big moron if I don't. But uh, it was like basically from the like the time of when the Foo Fighters started until now is. Longer than when, like, Kurt Cobain picked up a guitar to the day that he killed himself, right? It's some crazy stat like that. And you start looking back on it, and you're like, yeah, I guess the Foo Fighters have been putting out music since, like, 1996. I think they played the top of Radio City Music Hall, uh, like, their big debut show for MTV. I think that was, like, 97, 98. So, yeah, like, 96 was, like, the intro of it. Tattoo the Earth, that's what it was, Owen. Thank you, Hoopty. Uh, Tattoo the Earth, first time we heard Mudvayne and Head P.E. Yeah, and, and you know, like, it's funny that years later, you know, like you'd go on, you'd, you'd meet those guys, and they still remember all those shows. Like, I remember having interviews, uh, especially when Hell Yeah came out, doing interviews with Chad, who was the uh, lead singer of Mudvayne, and talking about all those, like, you know, great shows at Somerset, Wisconsin, and, you know, those... I don't know. It was just such a fun time, man. I, I pray to God that my daughter gets to have as many amazing moments, concert speaking-wise, as as we did growing up. But I pray that she never, ever does any of the debaucherous, dumb shit that we did, man. Oh, it was just, it was so bad. Although there was one OzFest that I remember in particular. And we were kind of set up. It was like the furthest 
campground. You could be away in Somerset from the actual venue. So it was quite the walk to get back. And not only that, but then we were like way on the backside of the like the overflow camping of this place. And there was a couple of gals. There was like three girls who were camping next to us. And they were the biggest bitches on the planet. They were insufferable like if they were awful just complaining about everything because it was raining and it was just a huge pain in the ass just to be next to him and at some point i remember and i think uh dude by the name i'd have to find i think it was it was me my sister and then like some friends of ours that kind of lived in the cities and then our buddy joe Mackey all stayed in one campsite and these three were just terrible and the last night we were there, it poured rain, and these three gals got into this huge argument. And we're just, like, trying to kick it by, like, what we could make of a bonfire, drink a couple of beers and talking about the concert for the last couple of days. And and I don't know what happened between the three, but they got into this huge argument. And, you know, two of them storm off, and one of them's by, them, by themselves. And then we finally go to bed, and we wake up the next morning, and I, I get, out of the, get out of the tent and this gal's on the phone. She must have been on the phone with her mom. And she was like, you're never going to believe it. Like, Kathleen and, and and Jasmine just, like, left. They didn't even say, they just, like, took all my stuff. And I don't know where my keys are. And I'm locked out of my car. And we're totally enjoying all of this, right? This is, like, the best moment ever. Like, you, you deserve everything you're getting. You guys have been terrible neighbors for the last three days. So I don't feel bad that you can't find your keys and that you're locked out of your car and that your friends left you. And we're all just like kind of eavesdropping on her conversation. And then she's like, and I don't know what happened to my shoe. And then, oh my God, somebody took a shit on my hood. And and there was on this girl's hood, a a big human duke. six of us sitting around this fire we all bust out laughing she hears that we are laughing and then takes her phone and like puts it down by her knee and just goes it's not fucking funny (laughs) (laughs) oh my god yes oh that was so awesome oh it made the weekend it made putting up with those three the worst so yeah oh my god it was so good uh Scooter says you can't make this shit up. No, you can't. You cannot. That is exactly what happened. And I just remember Joe Mackey, just we were sitting at that fire, and Joe like had like a half a like breakfast burrito in his hand. And when she screamed, he just went and just spat like egg and sausage all over the ground. <laughs> Olina, it was funny then it's still funny now yeah that's how man oh that's that's how you that's that is the mark of a hell of a story um when you can <laughs> uh john says that sounds like a broken lizard movie we could write that we could, that that is an that is a scene that is easily writable into a into a movie because oh my god Oh, I mean, of all the things that could have happened to like really put a button on a you know Sunday morning trying to get out of Somerset, Wisconsin after tubing and concerts, you know, and drinking and carrying on and you know being dum dums, oh, it was great. Oh, never forget that one, man. It really was awesome. Yeah, let's uh, let's talk a little bit more about Somerset though. I did uh, enjoy uh, Father's Day over there. Every year we do this thing that uh, my sister kind of came up with it years ago because. Uh, 
My sister and my brother-in-law's daughter, Alice, had just been born, and nobody really wanted to, like, go out and, you know, um, uh, you know, hammer a bunch of, like, drinks all day, and we weren't really golfers at the time. It's like, what are you supposed to do on Father's Day? But, you know, my, uh, my sister said, well, how about this? How about you two uh, just pick, like, five breweries you want to go to, you can jump in the ride, I'll drive all day, and then we'll just kind of hang out with the kids and bop around town. And now, you know, what grew from... You know, just a couple of us is like now a yearly event, and it is—it's packed. It's you know, we bring on a couple of families. People know about it. Last year, I've told you guys about you know my buddy Viper, who uh, who passed away unceremoniously uh, a couple of months ago. Uh, our, my la- his last Father's Day was on our brewery tour, and it was great. It was like just a, it was a, such a fun afternoon, and I don't know, we got together with the kids, and I don't know. More and more, you're starting to travel around and seeing like what breweries are where and like what people are doing uh they're up in their game we walked into this place called oliphant last night in in somerset wisconsin it's where we started and you know the artwork is amazing the beers taste incredible the atmosphere is great the music is spot on they were just handing out old vhs tapes i've told the story many times about finding pornography in the woods but this was just hey there's a bucket of vhs tapes mannequin two on the move you got it you want break-in, electric boogaloo? It's right there. House? Remember House? What a great movie that was. If you're into horror. It was phenomenal. What's up, Shar? Hi, Kendra. What's up, Owen? Oh, that is Owen. Never mind, that's Owen. That's Owen. We've said hi to Owen before. All right. <laughs> but um, it's awesome. And uh, I don't know. We, we bopped over there. We went over to Stillwater yesterday. Um, I don't For whatever reason, that city... It's just like, it is the staple of, like, Minnesota. It is filled with nothing but uh, ice cream shops and nice people. And, you know, you get a nice excuse me out of people when you're in Somerset. Or, excuse me, in Stillwater. And just people that are just like, ah, good day. <laughs> like, what? Especially being in the city right now. It is just filled with people that are in a massive hurry and huge assholes. But Stillwater, Stillwater's cool. Char says, morning, sorry I'm late. You're good. I was super early. You're all right. Owen, it's just me. It's not just you, buddy. It's not just you. You are more than just that. You are Owen. Amanda says, love Stillwater. I don't know. I've never been in a Charlie's Pub yesterday, which I thought, well, if it's, it's an Irish bar and it's called Charlie's. Why not just call it a Paddy's Pub? Right? I mean, I feel like you'd get a, at least a couple more tourists that would come rolling through if you had a Paddy's Pub instead of a Charlie's Pub. But, um, yeah, hit Lift Bridge last night for a while. Which is uh, another great brewery that is just, like, knocking it out of the... Remember when, like, craft beer was starting out and everybody was like, oh, my God, these IPAs. Like, they were so bland and and they're not... I don't know, they just weren't that good. Like, a lot of, like, breweries that were first starting up were not that great. And now people just, like, knock it out of the park. Now, there's some, like, stinkers that are out there. Don't get me wrong. Every time somebody goes, you gotta go check out this brewery. It's amazing. I'm like, first off, been there and they suck. And I don't plan on going back. There's a reason why I don't bring them up as one of my staples. But um, uh, Amanda says, I'm 10 minutes from there. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like I feel like if you've been there and you hang there, like you should, you should, that should be the place where you're telling people, like, no, nah, they got to shut down for the weekend. Don't be coming around here. I would be there all the time. That downtown is spectacular. It's always filled with cool people. The food is relatively inexpensive. I don't know. You go to, like, some places like these smaller towns, and it's like, Dude, $19 for a chicken sandwich? Like, my goodness, this isn't New York. I get you guys are kind of like a niche little place on the river, but bring it down a little bit, guy. 
Uh, and then last night, uh, I don't know, we had a uh, we had a, went back to the house, had a couple of beers just around the table or on the bar in the basement, and uh, just sat around chatting about the fact that my Milwaukee Bucks moving on to the uh, Eastern Conference Finals. Be taking on the Atlanta Hawks. Starts on Wednesday. Now, for anybody who was there, let's see. Haley says, Nelson's ice cream in Stillwater is the best. Dude, it was pouring ass rain last night. Coming down sideways. People standing outside of Nelson's. The line was like two blocks long. People don't care. It's worth it. Totally worth it. Uh, Yeah, so Saturday night, the uh, Milwaukee Bucks are playing. They're taking on the Brooklyn Nets. Game 7. I got the TV set up in the backyard, drinking by myself. Neighbors stopped by with like two minutes left in the game. I'm losing my mind. We got an opportunity to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. And it's not like we're going to be taking on some like juggernaut teams. Not like we're taking on the Lakers of a few years ago. It's not like Steph Curry's going to be in there screwing it up for us. No, no, no. If the Bucks can get into the Eastern Conference Finals, we got a good chance of taking that home the whole goddamn thing. And what happens? They beat the Nets, and I lose my mind. I jump up out of the chair. I start freaking out. The neighbors are like, whoa, turn, turn it down, dude. Taking shots of tequila, being stupid, carrying on, and then realize as I'm like, you know, doing the fist pump, the, you know, the yeah, 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 B U C K, bucks, bucks, bucks. Uh, I pull a muscle in my neck, and now I can't. I'm doing this move, you know, when you can't move your neck to the right, you can't, you know, you got to move your whole body with it, like swivel the chair so you can look in either direction. I laughed and said, well, that's how I know I'm never going to be an NBA player. Other than the fact that I can't get toilet paper off the top shelf without somebody from the WNBA giving me a hand. (laughs) I should go back and really find that gal. If you don't know the story, I was in a Target one day. And for anybody who knows me, I'm not a man of very tall stature. Uh, You know, I got Obama there for a second because um, I uh, get on the uh, tip the scales at uh, 5'7". And and uh, well, yeah, hundred and sixty-five pounds, Michelle. Uh, no, no, no. But uh, so I'm up in Target one day, and I can't reach the toilet paper that is up on the top shelf. And as I am like doing the move where you t- put your foot on the bottom shelf, and then you're trying to hoist yourself up, I'm trying to reach like this like chub pack, the eighteen roll of Charmin, and all of a sudden I just see this hand come right past my face, and it grabs the. Toilet paper, rat, you know, the, the the pack, and then just pulls it off. And then as I get down, they hand it to me. And I never found out the gal's name, but uh, she had to have played for the WNBA's Minnesota Lynx because she was in a jump, like she was six eight maybe. Uh, she had on like the warm-up suit, and it had the, the Lynx logo on it. And uh, I said, oh, thank you very much. She goes, well, I could see you were struggling. I was like, this is the most emasculating moment of my life. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, uh, I don't know. I- I'm, just, I'm glad to see that the Bucks are going to be going on to the Eastern Conference Finals. And it is, uh, I-, I mean, Wednesday, was it Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, I think is the, the first three games. So I got plans that night. Hopefully you guys won't see me the next morning because I am probably going to be incredibly hungover. Amanda, why do they put all the good stuff at the top? I'm only five feet, can't reach anything. I hear you. That's why you need a WNBA player to be walking by you at all times. <laughs> they really should have like one of those rolling staircases that they, why not? You know, like Costco's got them out all the time. Uh, I don't think we as the consumer are allowed, but I would gladly, at, when I walk in the store, pay like a $3 fee. 
if they would just let me climb up that damn ladder and get my own stuff. Like, I'm not going to sue you guys. I'm taking on all the risk here. I totally get it. Well, I'll just give you three bucks and just let me take one of them ladders and walk up to the top of this damn thing. Let me get my chub pack of toilet paper and then hop down. Then I got to sit and wait for somebody. And then there's always like one kid who's like, well, I don't have enough clearance yet to be able to get up on top of that thing. So hang on a second. Then he gets on the radio and he's like, he's like, Clarence, Clarence, to aisle seven, aisle seven. We got a shorty that can't get the toilet paper rolls. And I'm like, dude, could you just, just hop up there? But I'll tell you what, I'll get on all fours and then you can just jump right off my back and then try to do like that swipe move and then grab it and then pull it off. And then I could be about my goddamn day or I'll just give you $3 and just let me hop up there myself. Why do we have to go through the back and forth, my man? Or just restock on the bottom shelf, you know? Uh, let's see. I get tapped all the time. Like, as in, like, tap to be able to go up and help short guys? Because if you have that, that is an, I mean, that is an incredible skill set. You should be making money off that, for sure. Uh, climbing shelves is frowned upon. I know. I, that's the thing. But I'm a... Because I have such a small center of gravity, I cling on to things very easily. Why am I not allowed to scurry up the side of one of these shelf, shelving units to go get my toilet paper? I don't know. I feel like uh, feel like they were a lot. First off, uh, that would be a hell of a fear factor episode, would it not? And uh, secondly, it would just be a time saver for everybody involved. I don't know. Like I said. I'll, I'll pay the insurance, whatever it might be. What's up, Amy? How are you? All right, guys. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher. Find us every single day around 9.45 a.m. on uh, Instagram Live. That's just at Rudy underscore Povich. And once again, thank you so much for taking a long walk to Cleveland. <laughs> All right. Uh, Olena, I have to climb shelves or try to lift my eight-year-old up to help me grab stuff I can't reach. I know. It's embarrassing, isn't it? I mean, at least for women, that's an average height. You know, 5'1", five, 5'2", five, that's average. When a dude is the guy who has to, uh, you know, ask somebody, whether it be male or female, hey, can you get this off the shelf for me? It is sort of emasculating. I mean, for me now, I don't care. I get it, you know? I mean, it's not like I'm going to have a growth spurt or anything, you know? It'd be different if, like, hey, one of these days I'm going to be just as tall as you are. No, no, no. If anything, we're on the downward slide here. Yep. <laughs> we ain't coming back, man. This is, this is all it is. All the time, I sort of expect it now, says Mira. Yeah, that would be tough, man. You know what else? I, that's the other thing that the only other person on the planet that can understand the, the plight of the short guy is the tall girl. Because for the longest time... We were the only two avenues of people that you could still make fun of and openly mock, and people would just be totally okay with it. Wasn't a big deal. And now tall women have gotten off that, that parade, and it's just the short guy. I mean, the television show ABC's Blackish did an entire episode about how you can discriminate against short people, and it's completely okay. Not a problem. Malcolm Gladwell in his book Blink, I think it was a Blink match point, Ma- Blink match, I can't remember. But anyway, he talks about how there's never been a Fortune 500 uh, CEO over the height of like five foot six ever. It just it just doesn't exist. And for many reasons. And I get it. Like, which guy would you trust? If you're walking down the street and all of a sudden, like, you know, a, a shootout starts up in front of you uh, and a guy says, take cover, which guy 
you know, if a guy says, follow me, I know where to go. And then another guy says, no, follow me where to go. And the first guy is six foot two and very striking with brown hair and like, you know, green eyes. And then this troll of a man who says, no, 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 follow me. I know where, which guy would you choose? I, I'm a short dude and I would still choose the tall guy. Just because our brains are like, uh, we equate tall with, I, I don't know what you want to call it. Uh, we equate it with like, you know, uh, confidence. We equate it with, you know, uh, success, whatever it might be. We don't look at short people. That's, that's why, you know, I think that's why Tom Cruise probably works as hard as he does. He's got to compensate for the fact that he is only five foot seven, that everybody else that he's working with is just these monsters of men. Can you imagine that guy trying to do like a Marvel movie? Standing next to, you know, Chris Hemsworth, trying to stand next to, you know, a Chris Evans or a, uh, uh, what's his nuts from uh, Aquaman, uh, Jason Momoa. I mean, these guys are just like, they're hulking dudes. He's, a, he's, a, he's small. He's diminutive. So no wonder why he does like a thousand push-ups every day and does his own stunts. Because he has to. He feels like if I don't, th- they would easily turn the camera to another better-looking, younger, more active guy than me. So I don't have a choice. I get it. Totally get that guy. Well, Mira, thank you so much for doing the uh, the Lord's work and helping us short guys get toilet paper off the top of the... <laughs> off the top of the... Uh the shelving units in Target. We really do appreciate it. All right, speaking of appreciate it, I appreciate you guys coming here every single day and hanging out for at least a little bit of time anyways. But uh, in the meantime, I got to roll. You guys have yourselves a good day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. See ya. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.